Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Los Acero Football Podcast. My name is John Jagu. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, this is a kind of an expurgated version, I, uh, and hopefully a version that will last longer than 10 minutes. Uh, I apologize for some technical difficulties we had last week. Our IT security expert, Alberto Chiscampa, was unavailable to set it up, and my computer is one step above a Commodore 64, apparently, which is why I think <laughs> it's to work particularly well. But uh, we thank you guys for joining us. We're live on YouTube right now. And, of course, you can uh, listen to this podcast, uh, recording of it, in our previous versions on iTunes. My name is John Jagu. Thank you for joining us uh, tonight with us. We have, actually, the, uh, the other half of the famous Gentleman's Agreement. For you folks who don't know, uh, Joel Aceves and I write a uh, about a weekly column that we uh, banter back and forth. I think it's good. I don't know if you've uh, if you've had any feedback, Joel, on, on uh, if people like the uh, column or not. Yes, it, it's it's gotten some retweets. Yon surprised me, but people have actually people are actually reading it. Well, that's good. I mean, we don't want to not. Uh, not have people read it. I mean, you know, we're, we're so important in our in our opinions are so valued and trusted, Hoya, that I think that you know it would be a crime. It's it's almost people not it, to read. Did it. you see the movie, um, The Big Short? Yes, it's, it's sort of like that. We're, <laughs> we're talking about stuff that's going to happen two years from now, but uh, yeah, you, you're exactly right. Except that the, in, in this particular one, you know, maybe we should do some some recon, Hoel, over in. Uh, on with the real America in, in uh, gentlemen's clubs and etc. To feed the that was good, yeah. And in, in Los Antros, you know, to find out how many how many uh, soccer players have. Oh, I have eight, 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 nine houses right now. Eat al table. That's right. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, but uh, we uh, have we have talked about some issues. Uh, you know, like the ten eight and. Uh, and, and uh, the Chivas TV and a bunch of other stuff since, you know, since before before they became a bit more of an issue. Well, well we are, uh, there's no question that we are on the leading edge of the, of the, the realm of, of, of Mexican football. There's no question. There's no question about that. Now, Joel, for some reason, and maybe, maybe you can explain it to me, Liga MX actually started this week. It's, you know, one day after Bastille Day, they had their first game. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily mind uh, a league starting, you know, last week of July, first week of August. You know, most leagues start around mid-August. Um, I'm not so sure, and I think that kind of does a disservice to not just the fans, but to the players, to make these guys come back, you know, and not even give them a two-month break. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what, what's, what's going on. What's I, you know, it, it caught me as much as a surprise as it did to you, John. And I would have thought earlier about, uh, you know, trying to sabotage the Olympics. But uh, there's been rumors that Carlos Slim, who owns the rights to the Olympics, and uh, Ascarraga have uh, have smoked a peace pipe. Really? So, so, and you know, and then that that kind of makes sense how they ended up getting uh, Oribe Peralta. He's he's the hero of the last of the last Olympics. So uh, they said that they at least called the truce 
Well, it seems to me that, uh, and I know that I'm, you know, I, I have no, you know, inside connection. I'm here in Austin, Texas. You're there in, uh, in Pacific Palisades in California. <laughs> and it seems like, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the, at the, at the chess pieces being moved on the board. And it all looks to me, Joel, that, that, that Carlos Slim is positioning himself to when this, either the divorce becomes final or the minute that the sign gets put on the front yard that they're for sale, that, that, that Slim is going to buy Chivas. He's, he's going to buy the team. I, you know what? I hope so. <laughs> Just because he seems to stay out of the way. Uh, but, but then there's a Chivas effect. So who knows? Who knows? But I don't think he needs that fame. He's already he's already known as the richest man or second richest man. I don't think he needs that added fame as as you know, which is a good thing. He, he's not gonna be like Higuera or Vergara trying to take the. Trying yeah, to, but you know, I I I certainly agree with you that he doesn't necessarily need it. But, I mean, I think that what 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 he does see is that he sees a franchise. He sees a. A brand that that, that that quite frankly, and and, and again, you know, I'm only in Austin. You know, I don't pay attention to Chivas uh, as much as other people do. But it, it does seem to me that that, that 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 the brands that he has, whether it's that said or Samuels, whatever it is, they do really, really well. They're they're known internationally for you know for doing really 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 well. And uh, it it seems to me that 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 he can do that. For Chivas, I mean, Chivas is a a very prestigious national brand in Mexico, and you know, and partly, partly in the U.S. You know, particularly more on the West Coast than than over in my area. So I just, I just feel like, like if you know, maybe maybe for the sake of Chivas, for for the for the sake of the country, then then maybe we need Slim to just go ahead and. And purchase Chivas and get it, and, and, and put y'all, put all y'all out of your misery. <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope so, John. Uh, I hope something like that does happen. Other than that, I'm see. <laughs> Other than that, I could see Chivas in the long run. I'll start losing some relevance, just because you you need to make your team uh, widely available for like. Just is it make it easier for young kids to watch it, and, and it's like in the U.S. Um, I've done some work at a at youth shelters, and last summer I was I was doing some volunteer work. It was a it was an after school one, right by my house, and uh, and the kids. Is that where you met La Trophies? La Trophy, no. <laughs> but but was he one of the at risk kids? No, but but see, I, I'm I, I'm gonna tell you this, John, because when I was going to school, um, when I was going to school, and and you talked amongst the people that. That were into football, it was always our Chivas or America. It was always like the main. That was always the conversation starter. Uh, and you know, it's like a 30-year difference now. So I'm, I'm, I'm right here volunteering, and the kids come up to me, and the question now is, uh, Messi or Ronaldo? So you got all these Mexican, and they're Mexican-American kids. So I mean, before, if you had any, uh, you know, Hispanics talking about. Uh, La Liga or, or other European teams. It was always like the Central American teams that, you know, cause, cause, and you can't really blame them too much. They're right here. They can't watch their league, you know? 
they can't follow they can't follow their teams closely. Uh, so so it was interesting just hearing that. I could see already, you know, how how it's changing, and and I think if you take it away, because because right here you're still gonna have two more years. We're, we're gonna get two more years of Chivas, and after that you're gonna have to pay for it. But but are people really gonna want to pay for an extra subscription just for Chivas? If if I'm in the U.S., me as a Chivas fan, I'm not. You know, I, I could already get all this other soccer. I could tell you that if, uh, like, if that happened with, with, with teams that I feel like, you know, you know, if, if Pumas did it, you're out with you. There's no way. There's no way I would. It just, it's like it's just, you know, there's there's better things I can spend my money on. And, yeah. Well, you're no, I'm, the, not a, I'm not a diehard. I'm not a diehard, you know. The, the Pumas president said recently they're never they're never doing that. Well, he's not stupid. He's, <laughs> that goes without saying. But but I could see like in a couple years, just Chivas gonna start losing relevance, and and all these kids are gonna grow up watching all these other, all, all these. Yeah. And 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 you know what? But but I'm gonna say this because it it ties in into what we're seeing with with like the ten eight rule, which was the presidents were talking about. The, the league presidents, or I would just say the league owners, they were talking about studies about how, you know, they have to compete now because of globalization, because of how you could see, you could see, uh, you could see games from Champions League or EPL or La Liga. And, and, uh, so, so they were saying that that's why they needed, they needed more foreigners to, to kind of you know, like. That's, that's fine. And I'm glad that they, that, you know, that they're, that they're finally, Catching on that there's you know there's competition outside of their own country, you know, but do they not understand that La Liga and Champions League and all of those are on way before the Mexican league starts? Yeah, yeah. They would never compete at the same time. No, and and also there's a whole cultural aspect of it. Uh, no matter how much you follow the team, you're never it's never going to feel you know truly like your team. Uh, it's not the same as if you have family from from that city, or or you get to see them uh, live often. Uh, yeah, I know that uh, Ron, the podcast, and I know that you're a you're a proclaimed Chivas fan, but you can be honest with me. You now, your your family in in, in Guadalajara, they're, 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 are they are they Atlas fans or are they Leones Negros fans? No, <laughs> not Chivas, John. It sure? goes without saying. Yes, ah. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> No, no, and and it's it's you know what you're more likely to be an Americanista, Americanista than than Atlas or Leones. If Guadalajara does have a big amount, so I've always heard that Leones Negros were were actually more popular than Atlas. Oh, that's before my time, John. I wouldn't know. I mean, like when I was a kid, when I was a kid growing up, I mean they were they did really well. I mean you have to. I mean that that's the public university in Guadalajara, so. Of course, they're gonna have a following. I right? just it's the second largest just, university. Their jersey just reminds me of hot dog on a stick. <laughs> Man, their uh, their jersey is the most, the second best uniform in the league. I mean, next to soccer, there's no it's question. Just a weird color there's scheme. No, I don't. It clashes with it me. Looks awesome, and they have the and they have the the, the second coolest logo. A lion, they cut. Yeah. yeah, it's really really cool. The black. No, I, I never really got to see them um, when I was when I was growing up. When I started watching, it was other teams that were on like Necaxa and uh, 
Correcaminos, and a few others there that Celaya uh, went by the way. Remember, Celaya won a championship with uh, Butragueño? They, no, they lost it to uh, to Necaxa, to uh, La Puente, and they, they had Aguinaga back then. Well, then they uh, won one with uh, with Hugo Sanchez, then, didn't they? Because I know they won one, didn't they? No. no, no, sir. They never won it. They did reach the final, but it's interesting. Uh, they they lost it on an aggregate. They tied. They tied. They tied one one, I believe, at uh at their stadium, and then uh it was zero zero at the at the Azteca, and after and it was one of the most boring finals. <laughs> and after that, they took away the rule. Liga MX undid with that rule. Right. So, so you're saying you're a Chiva through and through. Now, the Chivas institution is the institution of the people. I mean, that's that. That's the. It's an equipo del pueblo. Now, that's the team that. That if you're from, from Tabasco or Nayarit or from Michoacan, uh, they have a team other than what they have in the Chivas is your team, especially on the West Coast. Yeah, it well, used to be the Chivas team. Yeah, it became, it became the default team. Um, I just think I just think they got lucky, and uh, you know, uh, Chivas were a bit fortunate with with what had been going on in Mexico, you know, during the Porfiriato, right? That's and that's around the time Chivas came into the picture, and and then, uh, you know, but you still had a lot of like strong foreign influence, so pretty much all of the. All of the older clubs, all of the, you know, very strong Spanish, yeah, the owners, you know, all, all of the owners. So you, so I think there was some resentment from the population, you know, in Mexico towards that where you kind of like soccer was like for the elite because for, for you had money. That's that, that was your sport. And you, you know, you go back, you go back, you know, and, and, just to get a soccer ball or soccer cleats, you had to, they, they would ship them. Yeah, and they would ship them from England. They had to come in a boat. <laughs> it would take like probably three months. And, uh, you know, the rule books were all in English. The, you know, FA, the FA rules. So it, it was, it was seen as, as I think Chivas helped, you know, they, they helped make the sport popular. So that's what they've been banking on ever since. So they've, they've, they've amassed a huge cachet of, of political capital with the fans that Vergara over the past, well, not just Vergara, but I mean other, other owners over the past 20, 30 years have slowly started diminishing. And now with the advent of Chivas TV, which, which frankly the jury's still out on whether or not Chivas TV is going to be uh, viable for the, for the club, uh, I, I tend to think that it's uh, not a good decision because even in this age of the internet and where people can watch highlights like I do on my iPhone, so I don't have to watch go. Somebody scored. Let me, I didn't miss the goal. Let me you know, just backtrack on my Twitter to find the division Deportes and they'll show me the goal. Yeah. I yeah. That, that, that is crazy. Yeah. Still King. It's still the King. It's still the King. It's, it, it's where, it's where most of the ad revenue comes in. You have to be on television. For them not to be on television right now, I think is just a is 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 
is bad for business. Like it's, 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 it's a bad, it's a bad PR move. Again, I appreciate them wanting to do Chivas TV, and I think that it, you know ultimately, I think it's something that can work out for them. But it's something that should be a compliment, not 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 the entire not not, not the entire way to experience. Yeah, they should have trans- Chivas, right? They should have transitioned into that. You know, they could have offered it. Sort of what Atlas is doing right now. They're offering it as, a, you know, a side thing, but their games are still on TV. But I think Chivas could have done that, like just slowly transitioned into that. But, you know, we're talking about Mexico. So for, you know, it, Mexico's still a long way to being being ready for, for stuff like that, just because most places, they don't have the, the quality of, of streaming, you know. They don't have the... Um, I don't understand internet speak, but their 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 connections aren't as fast as as they are down here. Oh, that was the other one I forgot. Man, see, you got me. You got me. I have to. I forgot to load the, uh, the oh, modem sound. Now, every time she has TV, the has the modem sound. Yeah, the fifty six K sound. No, but but yeah, it's it's so it's. This guy is, is just wants to bank on a small minority of, of people that can afford all that stuff. So, I mean, and, and that's some of the things that we have to take into consideration. I mean, especially because, you know, we're here in the U.S., so all this stuff is super easy for us. It, it, you know, it's, it's just the way we it's just the way we have it. But, but in Mexico, it's a bit more difficult. So, uh, you know, you're going to have to upgrade your Internet connection. So that, that's going to cost more money. Or some people may not even have internet. They're going to have to add add an internet subscription to pay on top of the, you know, to pay on top of the Chivas TV, which which costs more than than Netflix. No, you're absolutely right. It, uh, I mean, I mean, again, it, it was a hasty decision because, you know, uh, you know, and again, I don't know if this submit a bit of Televisa says no, then you know, go talk to us, go talk, you know. Go talk to Fox. Go talk to ESPN. I guarantee you, they would have at least made an offer that they would have had to think about. Yeah, I, I think okay. it, it. To me, to me, it's obvious that Higuera, you know, he's a banker, so he's. I think he's trying to like. I don't know if it's not exactly rebrand, but he's trying to do something to to try to raise Chivas stock because we saw it with the stadium which was uh, they took away the name, which was only life for a long time. What is it now? It's just Chiva Stadium because they're waiting for someone to, to you know, to buy the naming rights. And then the Chivas jersey, which looks nice, clean, but they do need the money. So they're missing the the main sponsor in front of the jersey. So I was, I was surprised not to see it. And I remember seeing the when they were uh, filtering the, the jersey picks, and I was like, I was like, I wonder if it's, you know, I, I knew Bimbo was gonna run out. I thought it was next year, but I, I guess it already did. So I was wondering who would be the new sponsor, and there's no one there. So I no, mean, either not. huh? You're uh, you're absolutely right. The, wait, the one thing I'm saying where it's like I'm, I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on, it's perhaps they're devaluing the team right now because of the, as you said earlier, the divorce proceedings with Angelica. So she recently did lose uh, 
uh, her she can't make any decisions with with the team or or even with Only Life. She was ruled out of that. Huh? Who's married? Stand by for a second. Release the Kraken. <laughs> oh, Fernando, what happened? I thought he was with us. I don't. I don't see. I, I think Not he came that. and left. There he is. Jace. Release the Kraken. And I introduce you and everything, and you drop out. He dropped off again. What? I'm just finished my. Hear what I was saying. Um, what I think's gonna happen? Yeah, but but she still owns stock, so she still owns stock in both Omni Life and Juas. So I think they're probably waiting till till all the proceedings are over, and she gets her cut. And if they want, but that's the other thing. It's like, I mean, how much? I mean, honestly, how much of a difference is it going to be? Five million, ten million. Of, of of what she's going to end up getting, is it worth all this trouble? I mean, I, I, again, I mean, I'm, you know, I guess I've never been in that situation, but you know, from the outside looking, it, it just seems like it's. If if that was the case, and frankly, it would surprise me if it was. If I was the case, I, I just think that the that the, that the time and effort spent on making that happen is going to be far less valuable than if they would have just settled, you know, six months ago and been done with. it. You know, and just get on with it. So it uh, doesn't surprise me. Yeah, well, it could get ugly, and I'm, I'm hoping it gets ugly so that what you're saying with Slim, you know, comes true and he swoops in and just takes He'll be takes your white knight. <laughs> He'll be your white knight, and then, you know, when it happens, I'm pretty sure, Joel, that you'll be. <laughs> you're very, very excited with that. <laughs> but it does happen. So I wonder what happened to Fernando. He he was on. He was off. He has he doesn't like us. <laughs> he's yeah. having internet problems. Yeah. Which is I guess so. I guess so. Consistent with what we were talking about. Chivas TV. You know what he's gonna do? Yeah, he's gonna come on and he's gonna just start. You, you, it's, just, it's only a matter of time he, before he starts yeah. railing on us. No, Fernando is a big fan of, of Higuera. He, he, sees, he sees him as an innovator. Well, Fernando is a new media guy, so he thinks that, 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 that you know, any, any new media venture is, is, <laughs> is the I'm, I'm serious. It's is the right way to go. He needs to, you know, there's only one way to make sure that he comes on. Oh. There's only one way. There's only one way. Let's, let's see if we can make it happen. Let's see if we can make it happen. You know, it's like, you know, it, it's like the whisper. You know, if you just uh, play the uh, play the right thing, let's see if we can get it to happen here. Oh, of course, I never thought I could make six figures. Well, that's that's good for you, buddy. <laughs> let's see. Oh, well, that's not going to work. That was kind of a dud. <laughs> I was trying to get a, get a, get a La Volpe going, but uh, the guy wanted to talk more than La Volpe does. It was a shocker. 
No, but you know, I mean, but but seriously, I mean, I mean, I, I understand the direction that Chivas wants to go, and I just I just think it was it was it was too the, the movie was too extreme it went from just completely one end to the other, and I think that that's something that they have to find a balance. And like you said, they have to catch up, you know, let, let the country catch up to what they want to do. And uh, right now, that's just not the that's just not the case. Yeah, it's and it's funny because uh, uh, there was a clip recently of, of Vergara talking about they were going to fight piracy, but uh, good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like those ads. I don't know if you've seen those ads in the movie theaters that said, uh, "You wouldn't download a car, would you?" <laughs> like, Fuck yes, I would. Who wouldn't download a car? Yeah, exactly. Now it's like that that line in a in a clockwork orange. Want to mow the car? You pluck it from the trees. <laughs> yeah, so. right. Now, Joel, the rest of Liga, you know, Liga Mekis did start this week. Uh, uh, unfortunately for for you, let's see. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. <laughs> and uh, did did beat Chivas, even though they didn't score. Chivas scored another goal. Uh, Hulit missed uh, missed his third penalty in a row for for Chivas. It seems like they're they're completely misusing him. I mean, you know, they say they don't have a striker. Man, just put him. I mean, can, can you not see him as just like just a, just a dynamite? You know, big guy can play with espaldas al arco, so he can hold stuff up. Why, with the folly of him playing in the midfield, man, he's he'd be so much better as as a striker. Well. First, I want to backtrack a little. You were saying uh, Mulit. Oh, we're back. Mulit missed three. Has missed three penalties. And penalties uh, yeah, and on the yes. field, on the field, Chivas had a uh, El Avion Calderon, who's had. He doesn't eight, miss. Yeah, he's had eight eight penalty kicks, career shots, and they've all gone in. So it's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I don't. I don't know why Almeida maybe just wasn't aware of that. Um, no, but you're right. You, you're right, John. At this point, it's worth a try, especially since they lost Bravo. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, you know, you can have him that way. You can have Orbelina and Gallito on the field at the same time. Because why go through the trouble of bringing Gallito in when you're going to play Carlos Salcido? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going <laughs> on right there. It's insane. And, it is insane. No. Now I have to now I have to like defend Almeida a bit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> hang on. All right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, because he he's already been on record saying that he has to do what what his boss tells him to do. So you have to wonder how much of this is uh, he get us he get us call as far as how the team lines up. Because uh, as, as we know, he would. He likes to, uh, you know, he likes to micromanage. He likes to say who should play or, or who's better, you know, who's who's better option in in the field. You know, and the the thing about Chivas, this is where people don't understand. Is see now we got a, somebody on the podcast who is watching us live, says that he would pay for Leones Negros TV. That's that's how desperate he is. Oh, so they didn't have to. Didn't have to do it. And that's a whoops and a wolf in sheep's clothing. <laughs> Whoever that is, thank you, thank you for being one of our many, many, many 
viewers and listeners that are that are on the uh, the live chat. Of course, this is the Los Acero Football Podcast, a special two-person table edition of the, the Gentleman's Agreement, a live version of the Gentleman's Agreement, which I find uh, quite, uh, quite fast. <laughs> now, you know, if we go over to Pumas, uh, Pumas is Paco Palencia, uh, debuting as coach. He looked, I'm not going to you know, he looked fantastic, you know, on the sideline with his dark suit and thin ties, hair tied back in a man bun. He got rid of the and nail polish? The black, did he, get, he still had the black fingernails. He did? But, you know, <laughs> That's okay. That's actually I don't know. I I, I don't know if they did. No, I think he stopped. I think he stopped. I would hope he would. I would hope he would. But not only would I, I want to see the black fingernails, I want to see black toenails. We you know wearing tank glass with black toenails. <laughs> I think that would be a great look. No, no, but the best part about the the Pumas game, honestly, was was the debut of their fantastic, fantastic new uniforms. The best uniforms they've had in twenty years. Oh, have you seen the uniform, boy? Yes, it's, it's very nice. It's they are great, you know. The, the, I, I'm I'm very close. I have I have a rule that I hit when I when I was 30. I said there's no way in hell like, I'm going to buy myself a replica shirt of any team. You know, you know, past the age, past, I was like at 30 times age. So I'm just not going to do it. I look like an idiot. I, I just don't want to. I I got a similar. I I had a similar rule too, John, but but it it, it yeah. didn't go with age. It went with weight. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure well, there is that too. <laughs> but uh, you know, it sounds better when I say age. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, but but these, I mean, but you know, if I did that, you know, the, the puma would look so stretched, and you know, he would look just, you know, just totally, uh, you know, horizontally stretched. I don't, I don't think people would be uh, would probably know what it was. But for those of you that don't know, the uh, the Pumas uniform, which to me is one of the classic uniforms in Mexican soccer, it's very, very identifiable. I mean, I, th- I think that there's there are three teams in the league, well, four teams in the league. Of course, it's the that that, that you don't even have to know who's playing; just look up and you see what they're wearing. And you go, oh, that's X. It's, it's also unique yeah. if you compare it to to almost every league in the world. Yeah, no, that, that that's why I've I, I I have I've maintained as long as I'm, as is that they they have. Now, I'm not just saying it because I'm a fan. But it, but it certainly doesn't hurt. They have the coolest uniforms in the world, the coolest club uniforms in the world, hands down. No one even comes close. I agree, so, John. I, I do yeah, think exactly. they have really good. Yeah. They do have a nice, nice setup. You can't deny it. You cannot deny it. But anyway, uh, so and then <laughs> what they have. They have interwoven, I guess, in, in like a like a watermark, are the two uh, main images of the the National Library there at at, 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 the, at the university, emblazoned in, in, into the pattern of the front of the shirt, which is just so unbelievably kick-ass. I mean, I, I, I can't even I can't even put it. It's just, it's just a great-looking uniform, and, and then the blue one is just oh my god, the blue one is incredible. So, yeah, I, I might have to break the rule, but. You know, I don't want, you know, the, the Puma would be so stretched and it looked like he was asleep, you know, because his eyes would be totally shut. His, his mouth would be would, would be closed. So we, we can't have that. Maybe, maybe I'll get a hat <laughs> of my fandom. Now, I, I did happen to catch another with uh, Joel that you're, you're working and I, you know, I caught some of the games. But with Liga MX starting so early, I just think that it does a disservice because, you know, they're just, they're, 
they're not the teams did not play well. I mean, they only had a couple, you know, a couple of months off. It didn't look like the players were refreshed. You know, there's still what six weeks to go in the transfer market, even so. There's no guarantee. You know, there's no guarantee that these teams are even going to be. You know, they're going to be you know almost halfway through their season before the transfer window closes, which frankly is very bizarre. And uh, it's very it's it, there. There's a very good reason why we're seeing it. Maybe this is another reason why they did it. That uh, we're seeing a lot of teams use their starters in Copa Mekis just because they need to get the they need to get the mileage on their on their on their players as the season starts. Even though they, they need to get them you know more and more and more playing time. So maybe that was another reason why they decided to start early is to kind of prop up Copa Mekis a little bit more. I don't, was there even a press release on why they're starting on early? Are you kidding? <laughs> would there ever be? Would there ever be? In America, when, when Pavel and Osorio, and I forget who the other ones were, but but they played in Europe, you know, they said, well, you know, the, we decided not to play the Copa America. There was no way they were going to let them play Copa America. It just wasn't going to happen. But for whatever reason, the, you know, FMF or Ugo or the players, just no, no one owned up to it. And I, and, I, and I never quite understood this. It's like, why on earth are you going to pretend like you know, let every, everyone think that Ugo players and, and, and prevented them from doing something because they didn't play Copa America when everybody knew that it was the clubs that said no. The clubs weren't going to let them. Coel, is there something you should tell us? Regarding what? The ghetto bird that just drove by, did it, did it keep going? Or? Oh, it, that was yeah. that was police car. Uh, you jinxed me, John. You jinxed me. Uh, we were joking uh, last week. I believe it was that there was more Starbucks drive drive throughs than drive bys. Yeah, more more Starbucks drive throughs and drive bys. Yes, I, I, for those just listening, uh, I live in uh, South Los Angeles, formerly South Central, but but I had a I had a drive by last night. They shot up the really? house across the street from me. Yes, yes. It, oh God, it, that's awful. I got yes. I should have got scared. Uh, I hadn't seen one in years, so I mean, I was kind of comfortable now. But yeah, no, no one. First, first I would say it, and then I would do it. (laughs) Yeah, question. I don't think no one got hurt, but but um, my my room's like right in front by the street, so uh, I'm just glad there's no shooting down this way because it'll come straight to my house. Yeah, you can't have that to, you know, in, in protest that you go try and shut down a, a Starbucks to just even it out. No, I'm just <laughs> no. no, no, nothing like that. No, all right. But I mean, it is the summer, John. So I think things get heated. It is that is very true, and around here, particularly with it being 100 degrees now, what you need, Joel, is what we have about a quarter mile down the road is a nice lake to jump into to cool off. <laughs> Which is what we have here. Here, here, I have like Travis to, to do that. Uh, very, very enjoyable. Now I have to ask you. Uh, well, not ask you, Hoyle, but uh, just uh, remind folks. Uh, so uh, Pumas won, America won. They beat Chiapas, and again, that was one of those games that was like. I, uh, actually, like, I got, yeah. I got interesting, interesting. You um, thing that ties into the whole America. Uh, they had that. I don't know if you saw it. That golazo from. Romero. It was a good goal. And he, you know, kind of sucks because he was at, you know, he scored against his former team. So that was his first official game against his, his former club. And he, you know, he's, he scores a golazo. 
but he replaced Benedetto, who was picked up by Boca. And I think Benedetto started off in the wrong foot over there, which um, led to some... Which they blame, of course, on, on America. Yeah, it, yeah, it led to an angry rant from a Argentine reporter who, who started trashing... Was it... Excuse me? It's time for Ronnie's was it, was rant. Ronnie's rant. Was it that angry, you think? He was probably angrier, John. I don't know if you have a clip, but this guy went off on... on Liga MX and almost all things Mexico. Yeah, that's uh, that is uh, absolutely true. Uh, let's see if we can. Uh, oh, not sure why. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and he doubled down because uh, Fernando Schwartz called him out, and then he responded to Fernando. México, sí, eh, me están mal. asesinando este, me, porque yo, a ver vamos de nuevo, eh, tengo un quilombo en Twitter, <risa> violento a ver eso lo dije acá en la radio sí, lo dijiste acá, ¿Qué, estábamos dije, todos. ¿qué dije en su momento yo acá en la radio? dije, ¿para qué lo traen a Benedetto? ¿qué dije sí, yo? A ver. estaban pensando cuando lo trajeron y dijiste una cosa es el Cruz Azul y el América, otra es jugar contra Rayados de Sinaloa, o no sé cómo mierda se llaman esos bueno, equipos. Me faltó el Chiva de Guadalajara. Y dijiste, eh, me faltó mira, Chiva de Guadalajara, Cruz Azul, y América ¿Sí? tiene el 90% de todo el fútbol mexicano. Bueno, no, no nos comimos cuatro con Chiva. No, no importa, ¿sabes? pero eh, son los tres equipos, dale. Calificaste de horrenda a la Liga Mexicana. Y es menos que horrenda. Los mexicanos se enojaron mucho con eso. Y Pero eso tiene una, una liga medio pelo, ¿no? Y es una buena señor... liga. Sí. que se llama Fernando Schwartz, sí. que es periodista, sí. que tiene un programa de radio. All right, so y que... We got the, gulp, the, the bulk of that there. Now, you know, this is a guy obviously who doesn't watch the league. Uh, this cat, uh, whatever his name is, uh, somebody Fantino, I guess he's a radio personality down in uh, Buenos Aires, probably he's, a Boca he's fan. A, he's a big Boca fan, and and uh, he has a huge following from from their followers. Right, so I guess uh, you know, and uh, you know, did, did 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 he drop the truth bomb? Probably not. I mean, you know, I think the Liga Mekis is, uh, you know, obviously it's not just the teams that he mentioned. You know, I could think of Tigres and, and Monterrey and Santos, uh, Pumas to a certain degree, not necessarily always, but uh, that, that that play at a very high level and 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 do very well, and also have. Uh, a lot of money to spend. Now, where I think that this guy needs to understand is that, uh, you know, Liga Mekis has been the the fertile development grounds for South Americans for at least at least a half a century. Whether they they are Argentine, uh, maybe not as many, but Paraguayans, Colombians, Ecuadorians, Peruvians. You can just go down the list. You know, they're uh, as we saw in the last Copa América. This Copa América saw the uh, the most uh, players of any league was Liga Mekis again. So uh, so for him to say the stuff that he said, I think was probably a little out of line. And you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Uh, I don't get to watch the Argentine league as often as I would like. I'm sure that they are, uh, well, how I do live in Argentina. Uh, uh, how, how balanced is the league in Argentina? Nah, dude, it's, it's, it's the same. You You have... You have, you know, the handful of teams that are that are doing real good, and then you got the other teams that are just, you know, that are just below, you know, 
they're, they're, they're not at that level. It is, it is, I would say this, the games are more intense just because, just because they have the whole point, the point system. So that makes each game that much more meaningful. But aside from Right, and also a lot of the players are trying to prove themselves to yeah, and, get, a, get a decent payday too, and, which is and, uh, obviously a great motivation. And almost every every second or third match is a classic over there because uh, the, the bulk of the teams are all in Buenos Aires. So like in intensity, I would say it is it's way more. But like level of play, you'll see it. It's it's not it's not miles ahead of the of of a uh, <clears throat> of Liga MX. What happens with the teams? And and I was talking about this with with someone else earlier about just consistency of teams. Sometimes that you see it because Liga MX from one season to the next, they could just build a whole new team. They'll bring in a whole crop of players. You know. Sometimes up to ten players in, in during the transfer system. So, so I think uh, that's why, like, like for we seen Libertadores right now, the two teams that made it. That there's no reason why we couldn't have Liga MX teams in the finals more often, but but we lack we lack consistency. When Pumas huh? lost the penalties to Deportivo del Valle or. The Ecuadorian team that made the final, who, by the way, just put a whooping on on Boca last. I mean, they really <laughs> gave Boca. They, yeah, they 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 beat it pretty good. But anyway, Pumas lost to them in penalties in the Libertadores, and when that happened, I was like, it's like, man, you just know that this team's going to the final now. <laughs> yeah. You just know. That, I mean, for for Pumas to lose that opportunity was just a, just a, just a. Yeah. It was just a. It was a. It was a. Knife to the gut because who knows when Pumas is, is ever going to play the Libertadores. But but look at that team; it's, it's still the same team, and Pumas now has a whole different team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pumas is completely different. Now. They have guys. I was looking at like, who are you? I had, I had no clue <laughs> who some of those guys were. You know, and again, I, I didn't like like follow the draft religiously or anything. But I mean, I was I knew that you know Pumas is one of those teams that just doesn't do that that often. They don't. You know, like like I, I remember who it was, like Puebla. You know, the Pueblas of the world. You know, they change out of their twenty-seven players, they're going to change eighteen of them. You know, it's just like you know, good luck. When Cholos did it too. To they transfer listed everyone uh, before the draft. They kept like five players, I think. So I I think that hurts us when it comes when it comes time for like like those those big tournaments because we lose we lose some of the consistency of, of that. So like if you yeah. see if you see the final, uh, there was a Tigres. The Tigres River Plate final, and I remember, um, you know, a friend of mine over there was telling me, a big River fan, and he was like, he was worried. He's like, I don't think we could beat, I don't think we could beat Tigres. They have Quignac, they have all this. And uh, so, I mean, they, they knew stuff like that. So this reporter, he's obviously, you know, pandering. But, like, like the, the fans that follow the sport, they, they have a, a healthy respect but anyways, uh, you know, as we all saw, River, who ended up playing with, with like, they they didn't even have a full squad for the final, and they ended up beating the Tigres Super Squad. But but if we, we take a look at that team, they had been together for about two, three years, same players, compared to uh, to Tigres, who had just brought in a couple of those players Hadn't even had that many games with the team. Guignac and... 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. 
So I mean, I I think it makes a difference in the long run, and I think just just right. that's just our football culture. So that's one of the things I've always said that hurts Mexico, just just that lack of uh, consistency, and then just always always switching it up. But because because obviously we're more worried about our own liguilla. And you know, because of that, you know, you see the teams that that, that do have a certain, you know, um, <clears throat> level of success for a prolonged period of time, and we're starting to see. Cuba America has that now. They, they've, for the past five years, maintained the base of players. Yeah, they bring in a couple of guys here and there, but they're not changing. You know, they're not making wholesale changes. And the results are that they've, you know, over the past five years, they've won a couple of titles. They've been the Liga every year. They've yeah, they're, they've uh, the one that got off. I mean, it's it's it, it, it's it's you don't have to be a genius. They're very consistent. To figure huh? this out. Yeah, you know, Santos has been the same way. Uh, you know, Tigres to a certain degree. I know that you know they when they do make changes, they bring in some. But you know they're you know but they're not bringing in again. They're not bringing in you know fifteen guys every every six weeks like like some yeah. of these teams do. Like yeah, but, you know, how's Puebla ever going to get good when they? Okay. I was going to say, Americanistas can't complain about Pelayas. Because when I started watching uh, football way back, way back, like early 90s, America was going almost on a 17 year dry spell. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, they were going like on a 17 year dry spell. And uh, just recently, they're, you know, at least they're fighting for every other championship. They're 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 over there in the in the finals. <laughs> now, before we uh, continue, on, I know that you already uh, right now you want to want to brush off. You know, I do want to thank uh, some folks that are on the chat of Wolf and Sheep's Clothing, who uh, was a little worried about you, Juan, that you live in South Central, but I think I think you'll be okay. And then Dickie Jones is is, uh, is listening to us right now, and he says, "Saludos, al John." Means puerco, puerco chivista. No, oh, I will not say the next word. De Joel y hermanito mío fierdia los demás. <laughs> kind, such yeah. kind words. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have uh, a few people watching. So, so thank you for that. We appreciate that. Again, we're on live right now on YouTube. You can uh, listen to our, our recorded versions of the. Podcast uh, on iTunes. Now, Joel, one of the things that we've talked about in the past when we talk about consistency is how important it is for for a national team to have that same consistency. And it seems like uh, Mexico was in position to do that with uh, with with Miguel Arena. Of course, he was fired, and they have a new coach. But now with this 10-8 rule, I mean, it's going to be very difficult for Mexico to consistency because the chances of of their of their of their being a team and outside of where, say, the defender, a midfielder, and a, and a forward all are, or maybe a couple of midfielders or a couple of defenders is going to be very rare. Another reason why uh, fans should, at least Chivas fans, should hope that uh, that they can get it going. Because if, if they could get it going, then I can tell you right now, it's going to be the base of the national team. Well, John, 
um, have been paying some attention. Or this should be. I've been paying some attention to Pumas, and the, the president said um, one of their goals is to have to have at least a good five, six players. I'll be uh, they they want to start working their cantera again, and they want to have a squad that is, is has more more uh, homegrown players. Well, you know, we we would always welcome you to the to, to the group. You know, there's no you know there's no admission fee. You don't have to you know burn anything. There's 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 no oath you have to recite. You know, you don't have to give up any blood or, or pay money. So you know, we'll we'll be more than happy to uh, to bring you along. No, actually, I have heard that as well, and I think that that would be fantastic. Uh, you know, one team that I think, and again, I know it. I know it pains you, Joel, but the, but there is a team that seems like it's done a really good job with uh, with, with bringing in the, uh, the youngsters and developing enough. For some reason, they've sold them, which is not really their 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 style in the past. But uh, you got to give it up. <laughs> so uh, you know, I mean, if, think of how good America would be right now if they wouldn't have sold uh, Reyes or, or Jimenez. They'd be a pretty powerful team, and those guys would be, you know, super megastars as well. So, by the way, did you see today, Joel, that Raúl Jiménez, uh, Benfica, finally uh, they they bought him outright for eight, 18 million euro. I think that has more to do with a uh, super agent Jorge Mendes, and then uh, Benfica having that type of money to throw around. Well, I'm, I'm guessing what they're hoping is that they're going to be able to sell him for like 30 million euro in, 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 in a year or two. So it's obviously that, that, that they want him to be the, you know, he's going to be the starter, the youngest, you know, when they're paying that kind of money. He's going to have to deliver, and I think I think he has the chops. I think that he has the ability to do so. I think that he's he's one of those rare players that can, especially for as big as he is, that has, is great with his feet, can score with his head, can score with the other leg, and is very technically savvy with the ball. He's not a tronco at all, but there's by any stretch of the imagination. So and, and if he if he starts getting the playing time, I, I could see him even supplanting Chicharito as the as the main striker for, for the national team. I think he's that good. And apparently Benfica does as well. So I, I I'll keep I'll keep my chips on uh, Jorge Mendes. That guy's that guy would that guy's very influential. Has he uh, has he returned your calls? Is, is, are you trying to get him to be your agent? No, nah, he he. <laughs> Think of how big SoccerChronicle.com <clears throat> if if we if if, if SoccerChronicle.com fell under the the auspices or the umbrella of the of the Jorge Mendes family of of clients. Yeah, no, he he. You know what would happen? It. it would be SoccerChronicle.com presenta. Chivas TV. <laughs> so that's what would happen. But like like we were saying, oh, it, it seems like for, for for Mexico, at least the national team, to have any kind of success, it's going to have to depend. At least you and I think on there being a strong base of players, and that's one of the reasons why they haven't had well, that kind of consistency. Well, this, you know this is. This is like we talk about strong base of players, and and I think right now the national team has a strong base of players just because they're all cemented pretty good in Europe, and 
the majority of them have already played like in two World Cups. That's that's that was probably like the most heartbreaking of that seven zero. But but now we have to wonder if that that squad is going to get broken up. Because if you're the coach and, and your team was just shattered, do you go with the same team or are you going to call in a more Liga MX based squad? So so that's going to be interesting going into the hexag. I mean going into the final final games of the fourth round qualifiers before hexagonal because you can't afford to take new players. Team's pretty much qualified to the next round. Hey, hello. What's up, Ronnie? What's up, man? I I don't think they were shattered. I I think that's the uh, definition of a of a rape. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> with with no loop, no loop. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. That 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 game still hurts me. That's why I'm kind of like after that. I was like, okay, I watched the Euro final, but I was just so distraught, dude. I haven't I haven't even had like the will to watch any more soccer. Yeah, I mean, it still hurts. It still hurts, yeah. honey. Do you it need a pillow? A do, you, do you use a pillow to sit down? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> how are you doing? Are you doing, John? That they used, uh, used a, a, a condom made out of sandpaper, or was it like, like oh. loaded with, with brass knuckles? <laughs> it, it, was like walking, it was like walking into a cornfield, you know, naked. Walking backwards. That's, ah. that's bad. <laughs> you know? Right right before La Cosecha. Right before La Cosecha. Yeah, it's, uh, there's no question that, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, this reminds me of that scene in Game of Thrones where the the, the, the king of the uh, whatever the hell, the darkness. So what's what's the guy's name? The Night King. When he Dark, grabbed, darkness? Charlie yeah, Murphy! When he, Charlie when Murphy! He, <laughs> When he grabbed Bran and marked him, I think that that's what I think that everyone oh. is, you know, Chile <laughs> tied him up by all fours and gave him that siete cero, and I think it's going to take him a long time to get over it. Tied him up. What was that movie? They they raped that one guy in the woods and they're telling him squeal like a pig. Oh, Deliverance. <laughs> Deliverance. That's a good movie. Good movie. You, you know, uh, speaking of branding, you know that's how that's how the mascot here got his name. Because the the Aggies branded him uh, with with the score of, of the when they beat Texas and this is back in the 1900s, 13-0, and it was a brand so they changed the brand to spell Bevo, which is how, according to custom, he uh, got his name. Now we do have some questions on the chat. We have a question from a wolf in sheep's clothing who and he says, "What are your thoughts on Osorio incorporating the Santos brothers and Vela and the future rosters? I don't see how he can't at this point." Well, my my take is that it doesn't come down to him. I, I feel like there's been something must have happened with with the Federacion that they got they've been vetoed for now. We, and and one thing that leads me to believe that was uh, when Osorio was trying to get Pulido, he, you could tell he was desperate. That that to me was a move of desperation when he was trying to he was trying to get Pulido capped, and he went about it the wrong way. But I'm, I'm going to say something that uh, John has always talked about, and that's about Gio, how Gio has made his career with the national team. Because if, if we see Gio's team at club level, it's nothing to write home about. There's really nothing special there. But Gio in the national team, there's a lot of great moments there. So so when, when the Galaxy values Gio at $30 million, it, it comes down to that. It's because not for of, what he, uh, 
Yeah, so so if you're Gio, you want to still be in the national team. That's that's your main branding. So I really doubt Gio or even Galaxy or MLS did not want him in 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 the, the Copa America. I think just because of the of the exposure they need, I think they were hoping he would get called up. Well, of course they were. I mean, he was doing a a, a publicity junket. Uh, you know, with head and shoulders or whatever it was, the, you know, the day of uh, of the announcement. I mean, you you don't, you know, you don't do that thinking that you're not going to get called. You know, and then and then when Osorio says, "Oh yeah, it was it was Gio's decision," when would Gio ever decide not to play for the national team? I think it's pretty obvious. Now, well, not only going. yeah, not only that, uh, John, but uh, Santiago Baños was the was the sporting director, and then um, uh, that other guy, uh, Tesio. Tencio de Maria, they all had a different story as to why Gio wasn't coming in. Right. I mean, at, at that point, you, we know that something's up. You know, they can't get their story straight. And we we can see right through that. We can see right through that, can't we? Because because uh, we're definitely not drunk and stupid. There's no way to get through life. No, we just we just eaten from that load of crap right. before John. We, we, we we're, already... just fat, we're just fat and drunk. We're not stupid. I mean, a little credit. A little we, credit. So, so who? Yeah, who knows, man? Who? Who knows if they will return? Uh, they might do it. I for the hex, because then of the day we're in trouble for the World Cup. We're, you know, you know all, to... all, all sins will be forgiven at that point. Yeah, a player like 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 Jonathan, who you know had a fantastic season. Even if he was injured, he came back and played really well in uh, in for Villarreal last year. Probably you know outside of Chicharito, probably had the best season of any Mexican in Europe. The team ended up what third in La Liga, and he was a huge part of that. And for them not to even consider him, I mean, it was it was it was it just it, it made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. Yeah, and and I think some of this ended up affecting affecting a bit the Olympic team because they they ended up getting players that that then they later said they couldn't that they had permission just for one tournament and and these players had spoken you know you could do Google search and and you could see Chicharito or like Guardado saying that they want to play Olympics. No, I mean, you know, hey, I, I, we have a, we have a question we have a question from the audience. Go caller. Hey, Joel, I mean, doesn't it feel like since the exodus of European, you know, Mexican players going to Europe, it seems like it, it seems like there's like a lot more heartache and a lot more problems to that. I mean, because before the Federation always had problems, logistical problems, you know, planification problems, both in the league and the national team. And with so many players now playing in Europe, it, it, it seems like, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just a lack of cohesion, a lack of planification, but it's, it, and, and one of the first, you know, you know, podcasts that we did, I, 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 you know, I sent you guys the photograph or, the, or that screenshot of uh, Chicharito, and I think it's um, the guy from Tigres right now, oh, um, where they're basically on the bench. Uh, and they're on like on the brink of elimination in the last World Cup qualifiers. It was like that. It was like that screenshot, you know, uh, where Chicharito's basically just like on the bench, and he's just like, I mean, they're they're about to, Mexico's about to be eliminated from the World Cup qualifiers. 
you know, and it, it, it just, to me, to me, it, it just seems like with so many, you know, good players that we have and they're going to Europe, it seems like, you know, the national team and the, and the players and maybe even to a certain point, the league has lost a, a bit of its, I don't want to say luster. I mean, it's, I think it's still a very entertaining league, but it, it, it just seems like something, it, something is just, you know, not, not right. And I, I, right now, I just cannot put my finger on it. You know, Ronnie's what do you, what do you think? <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. Oh, oil. Well, the other yes, yes, sir. No, there is there is obviously like a disconnect that you see that you see when with the teams always constantly changing up. So so it's it it it's not the same as before that you had like clubs will have like an iconic player that represented the team the way we had with like uh, Hermosillo at Cruz Azul for so long. So so we kind of don't we're starting to lose that I'll say. You know, I, I thought Joel that I, I saw, I read a tweet that you'd sent uh, last summer. I think it was like in late August, where you said that uh, that you had seek, that you had always been a Leverkusen fan, and that, like now you were now you were happy that you had a reason to root for them. When, when, when Chicharito when Chicharito went over there to uh, to Leverkusen. Now we're gonna celebrate. So. <laughs> no, uh, no, John. I I, I never really. I would just follow wherever there was a Mexican player when watching uh, European soccer. But uh, I think wasn't Leverkusen wasn't that Schroeder's team? <laughs> Schroeder? <laughs> yeah. Schroeder? No, I don't remember none of that stuff, Ronnie. It's all hazy. Okay. <laughs> it's all hazy. But, no, but but we are losing. Like like I mean, who who is like Cruz Azul's main representative right now? Since I was mentioning that Mosillo, I couldn't even uh, tell you. I mean, is, is, is it Chaco, Chaco Jimenez really? Does uh? Kikin still play for them? Y la Cruz Azul, yo? Is Kikin you know, still? You know, hey, speak, speaking of Cruz Azul, speaking of Cruz Azul, did you guys you know did you guys see that uh, the I guess it's a meme or like some sort of like viral thing where like Cruz Azul fans were basically just wishing other teams to win the championship like they were you know did you guys did you guys see that like on the like on Twitter and Facebook no I I, I have not <laughs> sir <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically it's funny because like uh, you know every time there's like a team international team loses or something uh, there's always the memes because they always try to find like a, a, a Mexican that goes to the game wearing a crucifix. Oh, okay, yes, I have, I have seen that. I have seen it. I have seen that. And it's just like it, it, yeah. I mean, that, that is hilarious, dude. I crack up watching those things. Hey, by, by the way, guys, did you guys, uh, you know, sorry I didn't tune in last week, but did you guys give your uh, your uh, uh, predictions as to who's going to take it this year? No, we had uh, we had 
tanto para nada. O sea, siempre lo mismo, cada torneo, siempre los mismos errores. Uno aquí sufriendo cada torneo. Lo mismo. Uh, we did not get a chance to put in our, our, John, uh, our predictions. Yes, John yes, did, John did predict Querétaro. I did predict Querétaro on, on our gentleman's agreement. I had Tigres, dude. I, I put Tigres. I don't know. This I think I think I think we better watch it, Hawaii. I think that this might be a trick question. I, I, I think I think that I'm not saying uh, I think Ambris I think Ambris will uh you know tighten the ship uh, the ship up a little and uh I think I think they'll win. You know, America. Centenario win Well they better. I mean, I've got to better buy off the refs, dude. If there's one season I want them to buy the refs, it's this season. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, America's obviously contenders. Um, well, let me ask you this. Uh, who is going to be the coach when Osorio gets fired after losing to the U.S.? Is it going to be Nacho or is it going to be uh, Turco? I think or it's going to be Turco. Turco has more, more, I think, more, uh, I think uh, Turco has more merits right now. Juan and I have an interesting theory on this. Yes, what's, yes. what's your theory? Say it, John. It should be Tuca. I don't think he wants it. Just, 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 yeah, but that's the thing. Is that you tell him, Tuca, just coach the World Cup. Just get us to the World Cup, coach the World Cup, then you're done. You know, a year, and that's it. And just and just go do it. And that way they can start a new processor with the next guy. That, 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 that's when you bring in a Tuca or whatever. Just, give, just let, let, let Tuca have it for a year, man, and then he can take us to the Quinto Fuego, finally, and he can retire like 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 the king that he should be. Another Puma taking us to the Quinto Partido, John. There you go, exactly. Or, or hey, what, what about uh, what about Valencia? <laughs> yeah, he, no, he, I don't think he has experience yet. I, I, I mean, like here's, you know, uh, I know that the guys over there on the the, the Mexican soccer. Show they, I know that they're always you know talking about and complaining about about the Mexican you know coaches and stuff like that that there's not enough of them. But but there really are. It's just like for example Sergio Almaguer. Uh, well, I mean I know that he got his coaching license. They uh, want to come up with but, a better better example than that. Well, okay. Well, Beltran, but uh, Beltran, El Pumas, okay. uh, El Capi. Right. I mean, I mean, I know the other national teams. You know, they'll, you know, they'll give, they'll give them the the, the team without really having much experience. You know, and and it's. I mean, at this point, I really don't see. I really, you know, when you're coaching a national team, when you're coaching a national team, sometimes it's not about, you know, being always right on, you know, on the chalkboard X's and O's. You know, you uh, you can do that. You know. You, you can get trained in that. It's not, I, I think that I think that being a coach at the national team level has to do more with knowing how to control egos. That's the, and, don't you think would be good at that? Are you kidding me? He would leave a smackdown. No, le voy a discutir con usted. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what, what I'm saying is, you know, no, le voy a discutir con usted. <laughs> But you know, but, you know, it, it could go either or, you know, because if you have a player that had a good, you know, a good career and also was the national team player, uh, like you know, Palencia or even El Capi Beltran, 
you know, I, I think, I mean, those type of guys or those type of, you know, they, they can control egos, you know? What do you think uh, Tuca would say if, if they asked him to play Pokemon Go in the locker room? I think he would lose it, dude. Exactly. He'd be perfect. He would be so yeah. awesome. That's what they need, so dude. Awesome. Hey, he already won a cup with Mexico. <laughs> Qualifying from the Hex, I don't think this Hex is going to be that difficult. Top to bottom, looking at the teams. You know, Jorge, and, uh, before before and, before we and, uh, before before I let you go, I have to I have to I have to interrupt you and I apologize. Yes. But uh, we do have some we do have some chatter on the on the on the YouTube oh. page. Nice. Uh, one of our one of our longtime listeners, who's been listening to us all of about the next last uh, about thirty minutes, a wolf and she's calling says, "Excuse my French, but fuck la Mary y sus panticos nacos." Oh. So uh, apparently, do not have do not have an Alika fan listening to us. So I think what that means is that we're going to have to mute Ronnie for the rest of the show. Sorry, Ronnie, we don't want to upset our <laughs> our viewers. I hope you don't mind. Tell that viewer to choke on it. <laughs> tell him. You tell him, John. I, th- I I I think I think I think you just did. So. As, no, but, as you were but, saying, Hoed, I'm sorry, I didn't no, interrupt. Yeah, I, I don't see this hex being that strong. Just just going by just the level a lot of these teams have been showing, and it's mostly been a big drop, a drop in form. But what's, what is very curious is I think Mexico's opening their first two hexagonal games on the road, and they're both against the, the two stronger teams, which is uh, the U.S. and Columbus, which to me that could be Osorio's burial ground right there. And then uh, I think they go to uh, Costa Rica. It'll either be Costa Rica or Panama, either one. I mean, either one is going to be really difficult. So, I mean, but but the two road games, so that that's not going to be good. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be surprised if, if Osorio survives those two those two games. But, I mean, other than that, I, the, rest, the rest of the clubs aren't, aren't – the rest of the teams aren't that – nothing that, that should hamper us. Yeah, because I mean, you can't really say that the either the U.S. or Costa Rica, or in Panama, for that matter, uh, are, are have. I mean, yes, they can beat Mexico, but I mean, goodness gracious, they're also very beatable too. I mean, they're not like, you know, they're not they're not whales, you know, they're but, not Iceland. They're, but you know, they're U.S. did did pick yeah. up like if we see, if we see their uh, yeah, well, it's something we talked about the U.S. team during the centenario. They, you know, they slowly. Improved. They went from 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 menos a más. There's no question. Now they didn't. You know they. Uh, pero they, they, pero they, si se crecen se crecen when they play in Columbus. That's oh, like absolutely. Home, yeah, there's and, no I mean, I'm not I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that it's you know it's it's not as if it's not a you know a completely winnable so, game. I mean, so John, if if Osorio beats beats uh, the U.S. in Columbus. Do we forget about the Siete Ceros we put under the rug and ride with him all the way to Russia? No, you don't forget about that. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah it, no. It, it is never forgotten. You know, you know, I feel bad for for Weasel Bibi, you know, being a Leon fan. Man, he teaches those pepinos in in a span of about a month. Man, that is that is hardcore. Yeah, hey, I mean, hold on. If, yes. they, if they would have, if they would have lost 
a close game, okay, I, I think people would understand it. It's like, okay, and if and if he would have won at Columbus, you know, okay, you know, I, I think people would have been uh, more forgiving, you know. Yes. Uh, because I mean, I I, I think I, I think that even before the World or even before Copa America, I think people realized, you know, that you know Chile has got a very good generation of players. You know, there's no denying that. But seven zero, dude. You know what's sad about that, Ronnie? About that generation of players is that is that they were at the same World Cup, uh, that '07 World Cup where uh, Mexico lost to Argentina in the quarters, and then Chile lost to them in in, in the semis. And it was Vidal and Sanchez and and all those guys. It was it was that base of players that played on that team. You know, and I think back to that '07 team, outside of Chicharito and Hector Moreno, I mean, th- that was a very talented Mexico team. Those were the only guys. That played in Copa America, where where Chile had you know ten, eleven guys play play from that team. So they so those guys have been playing together for ten years, and playing well together for ten years. And Mexico has never been able to put it together because you know either somebody's hurt or somebody you know somebody is is pissed off or or the or the, or the federation's pissed off at them, and they just could never get it together. You know, Chicharito Vela and Giovanni have only been on the field. Together, I want to say in one game in ten years. That's that's kind of sad to think about, that is, John. That is depressing as hell. <laughs> that is that's, depressing as hell. Our golden generation. I just don't. I, I just don't think that. Uh, Muy triste, no. With our with uh, with the league congestion. The the overhaul of the national team, and then adding to the fact, you know, to adding to the mix, the exodus of Mexican players going to Europe. I just think it's just. I, I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying that you know, we'll never be able to improve. I'm just saying that it's going to take time, and it's going to take you know, years. Years. So, uh, Ronnie, saying yeah. that the. Uh, is is the regla 18 a step in the right direction or not? I mean, I'm trying to keep an open mind. You know, I I, I really are, I really am saying, because are you saying that because America had ten foreigners playing uh, this past Saturday? I didn't even watch John. I, I I even tweeted to you guys. I didn't even know the league was back on. You know, <laughs> I didn't I didn't um, know I didn't know it was back on until until I got a. Uh, uh, was someone you know? Uh, did you get, a, did you get an alert? Did you get an alert? Yeah, I, yeah, I got an alert, and I'm like, what the hell? But uh, no, did they have ten, ten player, uh, ten foreign player, or foreign born players? I think they actually they uh, they were given permission to field fifteen because they 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 exercised the televisa clause, so that gave them so they had fifteen foreigners and only three Mexicans. <laughs> So. You know what? Like I said, at this point, I, I don't care. I mean, you know, they, the, the the owners better not cry when Mexico sees themselves out of a World Cup. That's all I'm saying. You know, when those those guys. You know, the, what's the name? Bonilla. Which I'm not a very big fan of. Uh, the, the Bonilla. I mean, you know, uh, the Liga MX president. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ronnie, he just, he just announced the, the new 
the new uh, the new regla 9-9, even though the 10-8 just started. <laughs> so they already adjusted for next season, which is going to be 9-9. 9-9? Nine, nine. Nine, nine? I'm, right. well, I'm not kidding, dude. I'm not kidding. Did he consult Herman Cain for that? I don't, I don't know how they adjusted. <laughs> but uh, I, I think it's all, it's all the negocio, you know. It's it's just well, to be I mean, able to buy more players and then sell more players. So that's that's one of the businesses that they're going to be into. Well, know, I know they, that I know that I know that you had mentioned that uh, that what do you name Slim and Ascarraga? They're basically about to you know smoke the peace pipe pretty soon. They already right? did. They already yeah, did. they, they smoked the, the peace pipe. They had a couple of pink ladies together. They're going to go see <laughs> beaches tomorrow. Now, here, here's the thing. That's probably one of the best things that can happen because, it, you know, I don't, for the younger people, they probably won't remember. But, I mean, when the whole Inivision, you know, Azteca, there was obviously the fight for control between Televisa and TV Azteca, you know, Grupo Salinas and Grupo, uh, uh, Grupo, Salinas and Grupo Televisa. I mean, obviously, it, it took a long, it took a while for them to basically, you know, smoke uh, the peace pipe, and you know, now they're in cahoots, you know, in, in terms of, you know, they were in cahoots in terms of, of, uh, you know, a team go, you know, gets relegated, the new team that comes up, they they get the rights, and you know, blah blah blah, they 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 worked everything out, with you know, Carlos Slim coming in and hit, throwing a monkey wrench into the mix, I, it was just a matter of time of, you know. You know these, these, you know billionaires just swinging their dicks until you know someone had to give. <laughs> you know, I mean that's that's really it is. It's a fuck. It's an ego thing. I, and, I'm uh, picturing the bro, the bro pig. <laughs> no, but I, I, honestly, I think for for the the stars to align again in Mexican football, I think those those type of problems need to get sorted out, and hopefully it gets sorted you mean, out. You mean act like like a like a proper league. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't, like, hold grudges or, or against it or, like, you know, talk bad about it. I mean, it, it, it happens. I mean, even in Major League, even in U.S. sports, you know. Of course it happens. Well, what needs to happen uh, for, 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 to, for there to be a limitation of it is that there needs to be a strong central office that is independent, completely independent of the other and can make the and can make decisions independently of of the other owners. Now there has to be approval for some stuff, and I understand. Well, 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 keep in mind, keep in mind, like even for example, the NFL. I mean, you know, the commissioner, although he's powerful and stuff like that, he's still he's still an errand boy for for the. Oh, he for works the, for them. There's no question. And and, and I don't see and but, I don't but see there the is Mexican accountability, league. and and that's the difference. There's just no accountability in Mexico, at least in the uh, uh, Yeah, so I mean, I I don't. I mean, you know, like for example, what's his name? Uh, Godel. He's just a figurehead. So whoever they have, you know, uh, what's his name? Bonilla. I know that he's just a he figurehead. He is the Decio de Maria of the NFL. And, and Decio, I know they're just figureheads because the guys that you know, the, the the movers and the shakers, they're the owners. They're the guys that basically, you know, have the dough. So um, I don't. I, I like I said, going back, I, I think that that with with Slim going in there. And obviously, Salin, uh, you know, men, uh, what's his name, Martinez, and then taking sides with them. Obviously, I, I think that's probably the best thing that can happen for the league in the, in the long run is for the owners to basically, 
you know, negotiate, you know, split up the pie a little bit more. Uh, and um, personally, I, I, I'd like to see revenue sharing between all teams, you know? Absolutely. Not only revenue sharing, but there should also be like a, there should be a, a, an aggregated television contract. Yeah. So that so that they can have, you know, instead of each, each having their own horario, which, yeah. you know, now that everyone wants to play, you know, Saturdays at eight or nine or whatever it is. Yeah. That's fine. You have your own horario, but like, but have you know, like a, you know, the Friday night game, the Saturday night game, the 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 Sunday afternoon game, and a Monday night game, have those be on. You know, two on Televisa, two on TV Azteca, and make it a national game, and just pipe the hell out of it, make it huge, etc. And then, 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 then you have your other. That I think would be, and then you, like you said, you divvy up the revenue equally. I, I think that you know Televisa has to be smart in this, and even TV Azteca be smart because there's going to come a point, and I, and I know that we've talked about it. You know, I know you know Hoyle and I, we, we mentioned this years ago on on on, on the forums. We, there's going to be a time when there's going to be there's going to try to have foreign owners going into league uh, league MX because of how profitable it is. Hey man, they already have people from outside of Mexico City. I mean, how, how much exactly, more foreign exactly exactly exactly. So I, I think that you know it, it, you know Televisa for the longest time controlled many. I don't I don't want to say that they controlled all of Mexican soccer because at the at the end of the day you had a lot of other rich people. You know you know you had the the Cruz Azul people, you had the Salinas people, you had a bunch of, you know, uh, rich, you know, owners. But I, I think that, you know, Televisa was short-sighted in how they went about with the TV money and the networks, you know? And, and you know, obviously now with Slim and and, and, and uh, Grupo Pachuca that, you know, have, you know, have a lot of influence, I think it, it behooves Televisa to not just think about their corporation and their brand, but to think of the league as, as, as you know, as an entirety and, and not just on their interest. And uh, hopefully, I, I think I think that if that happens, I think um, not only the league, but the national team will see the dividends in, in, the, in the future. Very, very strong and possibly prophetic words from the East Coast in Philadelphia from Ronnie De Luna saying they need to get their shit in the pile for them to. I mean, well, it, really do yeah, it. I mean, you, it, it is. I mean, as, as people, I mean, people may brush it off, but you know, you have to remember. We have to remember that. I mean, these types of little, you know, polytricking that these guys do. I mean, they they'll send people to jail. They'll send a competitor to jail. Right. Uh, who did they? Uh, I mean, the guys from Televisa. They basically who was it? Ma- Mauro, Emilio, memory yes. serves you. Puebla guy, Emilio Mauro. Yeah, and like you know these Televisa television wars of the nineties. Yeah, but, but I mean but that was that was because they said, hey, hey, you're not allowed to cheat. We're the only ones that are allowed to cheat. You can't get well, the system. Yeah, yeah. Well, system. You know when it, when it. Yes, it, it's true when Emilio Mauro basically you know took control of the uh, uh, of the federation. He got Televisa out of there. He brought in. He brought in Men, uh, Menotti. Uh, you know, Televisa got pissed. They didn't let them uh, use the, uh, the the Aztec Stadium. So that's why that's why they used to, they used to play in uh, in Cruz Azul Stadium uh, for a couple uh, World Cup qualifiers or for games. 
and it got to the point where they finally, you know, they sent, uh, they made uh, Emilio Mato's life, you know, live in hell. And eventually, he, you know, he paid the price, and, you know, that's why in many circles, he's persona non grata. So, every, it seems like every 10 so instead or so of, years, instead, instead of embracing change and, and embracing something for the better, they, they fight it because instead of making a hundred million profit, they're only making ninety five and it upsets them. Well well yeah, and, and in, in the in the late nineties and early two thousands, you know, the, the the trouble you know, the you know, the fights were between uh Burrillo and uh what's the name, Leverica. You remember those uh, Yes. But but you know, Mauder Emilio Mauder was was pretty uh crooked. Uh, he got kicked out in uh, in about oh seven because he was trying to fix the um he was trying to fix the Liga de Ascenso final, I think, to get. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, he, he, I mean, he, he is crooked, no doubt, no doubt. But I mean, no vale la pena llorar. O sea, yo también acabo de cortar con mi novia hace poco y ya se está culero, güey. Pero pues no vale la pena estar llorando por una vieja que no vale la pena, güey. No. Joel, Joel, one thing I did want to ask you. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to ask you about this. Um, about the comments that I know it's you know a couple of days you know old, but the, the comments about uh, that uh, the guy from Chivas said to to Brailovsky about you know he called him a Jew. He, <laughs> hey, he reminded me of Nicky Santoro from Casino when he's telling off Al Pacino. <laughs> Get this through your head. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're Jewish. You're Jewish. You know about finances. You, do you think that was uncalled for, or, or do you think that was a compliment? I, I think he meant it as a compliment, but it's. <laughs> John, John, would you have taken it as a compliment? I'm not Jewish, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I would take it as a compliment or not. Probably not. Probably not. I thought, I thought it was like, you know, I just, I actually started laughing when I, when I, because I know Beto, you know, made me aware of it, and I, then I saw the clip, and I just started cracking up. I guess, yeah. I guess Mexico's becoming PC. Well, Russo huh? looked at him like, 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 what on earth are you talking about? It was, I thought Russo handled it really well, actually. Russo uh, is a classic guy. Yeah. Kravlovsky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that dude is, is I, I think he meant it both both ways. He he has uh Higuera has been getting rustled. Uh, and I was talking about this with John earlier because you know, I, I think he was expecting praise for the whole Chiwas T V thing. I think he was he was expecting to go on to these yeah, shows he was and some sort of pioneer for for, for doing this. Exactly and, and, and let's kiss your feet. You're incredible. He's, he's gotten nothing but criticism, and and he's he's lost it in other shows as well. This one just because you know he he did the he did the race thing. And, and he blocked you on Twitter, right? He blocked you. He, he blocked me months ago, John. Is that the only guy that's ever? Is that the only guy that's ever blocked you? An ex an ex girlfriend blocked me, which I, I don't even know why she did that. I, I don't even know why she did that, man. You know how you can, you know, like 
like I got my new phone and I installed Twitter again, and then it gets people from your phone numbers. Right. And, yeah. and it says like, hey, people you might want to add. And I was like, oh, okay. I clicked on her on her thing and it says, uh, it says this user has blocked you. So she had preemptively blocked you. Yeah, she. I guess she blocked she you before you could like, even send her a tweet. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but those are the two people I know of, the only two. So uh, just out of curiosity, would y'all consider that yep. a preemptive twattage then? <laughs> Perhaps, perhaps. Hey, did, uh, well, Holy, what, what do you really think of the Chivas TV thing? Do you think it'll uh, pan out, or do you think it'll be a, a disaster? Oh, we talked about this earlier in the show, Ronnie, but I think uh, two, two things. Oh, okay. Two things. No, but I'll just brief recap. Uh, the first is it's okay. not doing too good by numbers, 90K. 90K to me is really small, considering that not everyone that is subscribed – it's actually paying for the service, so 90k to me is is just a very small amount. Uh, yeah, even if you do make some Twitter followers, then people have subscribed for. for well, just, just just out of just out of curiosity, because I'm out of the loop on this one. Now, is that is this for both uh, subscribers in the U.S. and and Mexico, just, just or Mexico. is it just? Just Mexico. Just they're still Mexico. on, yeah. They're still on uh, on Univision at least this year and I think next year too. Uh, through okay. 2018. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and and then my second take is that, you know, I I think the least accessible you are, uh, you're gonna end up losing a lot of followers, younger generation followers, that they're not, you know, they're not gonna pay extra money to watch your team, or, or just teams, or just people that are beginning to watch. Like when when I started watching in the when I started watching here in the U.S., um, you you basically got Amer- just America and Chiba games. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember the the, the Univision games back in the days. <laughs> Is that me? Is that me? No, that, that, that's how you log on to Chivas TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean. For those of you guys that remember watching football, if you go back, go back a good 20 years, even even a bit back, you know, you, we would only get about one game on Sunday or two games on Sunday, and it was usually American Chivas. Um, yeah, well, they, 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 they were every week. No, they didn't. I mean, honestly, I even back then I didn't, you know. There wasn't a really a, a set schedule that I recall, even on Telemundo. Uh, Galavision, that, that came about, I think, in 97, 98. Well, tele, Telemundo, I, re, I remember Telemundo, uh, just real quick, and they would show soccer on Saturdays. Uh, Sábados de Fútbol with Mayorga and uh, Ramos. Yeah. And it was tape delayed, or it was just old games. They'll do like a match of the week game, but it was, it was they never really had live games until no, they got a contract with Celaya. Univision used to do the same thing. They would have one game, and it was on a either Saturday or Sunday afternoon. It was tape. It was like whatever the best game was of the week, in whatever league. You know, it could have been an Italian game, a French game, uh, Spanish league, Argentina, whatever it was. And it wasn't until like '92 or '93 that Univision just just started carrying the Mexican league exclusively, 
like they wouldn't do that anymore. And they, and they would have one game, and it was the noon game on Sunday. So it was either going to be, uh, but then it was Atlante that played at noon, and uh, America I think played at noon for a while on Sundays too. And that was it. That was the only game you got. That was the only that game was you it. got. Yeah, and then and then Galavision became a cable channel in uh, in '97, if I recall, and that's when you could watch basically the entire league in its entirety, uh, or at least almost like at least the, the the important teams like America, because back then Atlas was really good with La Volpe. You had Toluca. You had uh, America. You had obviously you had America. Yeah, you had, you know, really, it was around that time Telemundo they they got the rights for Celaya. So you would see all the Celaya home games. They would they would be live, and so you would get you would get some good games. That's a good yeah. when they had Butragueño. So yeah, so but remember, there was a while like in the late night was it late nineties and then early two thousand where Telemundo lost its juice and and didn't really have much uh, Liga MX. But then you know obviously they they turned it around. But yeah, no, but yeah, I see something similar happening. I mean, you're. you're you know, a bunch of new fans growing up, and and you're gonna see what's uh, available. You're, you're gonna see what's well, up. If you're a little kid. I mean, you can't just count on on you know on the fans that that are already fans of the team. You need you need to you need the new new generations of fans. I mean, that company well, Samara keeps getting further and further away, man. <laughs> oh. Indeed, it's gonna. It's definitely a new world, and uh, I'm not so sure. Miguel Mekis is making the, at least in the short term, making the decisions that are helping him gain that positioning. But you know what? For a kid, uh, you think they're gonna rather pay to to watch Barça Real than to watch Chivas? But that's the thing, though, and I think that this is where where a lot of folks get it wrong. Is you know, Barcelona doesn't play Real Madrid every week. And that's what always yeah. cracks me up when I when I watch, you know, especially the commentators in Mexico talk about how great the European leagues are. Well, the only games, the only games, the only teams they ever watch are Barcelona Real Madrid. Are they are they going to watch a Rayo Vallecano Granada game? No, you know, they're just not going to no. watch it. They're going to watch, you know, uh, a Crystal Palace Sunderland game or, or uh, you know, a Mainz Stuttgart. No, they 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 just watch the teams they want to watch, and then a lot of them make the assumption. Like this cat Fantino, who blasted uh, Liga Mekis from Argentina earlier in the week, that uh, that that everything's going to be a certain way, and it's just and it's just it's just not the case. And you know now what Liga Mekis done? Who 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 who, who blasted Liga Mekis? Uh, who was it? Uh, Fantino. I'm, I'm not sure who. Some uh, Argentine radio personality. From who, here in the uh, states, or, or from no, Argentina? in Argentina, in Argentina, dude. Man, what he was did it. In, it was in McAllen. No, it was in Argentina. <laughs> what was his basis? Yeah, uh, because Benedetto is now at Boca and said well, he's not playing because he didn't play well in America. And it's like, man, if you can't make it in America, then it just went off on a rant on how terrible the league is and that they only have a couple of teams. And and it goes to show you that he hadn't watched the league at all. Well, he backpedaled pretty good. quick, though. Yeah, he he sure did. Yeah, he. Uh, Why? Well, because because I mean, this guy this guy just panders to his crowd. He's he's very famous among Boca fans, so uh, I mean you know that's that's kind of the show 
where it's but kind of a bit of... He, back, he backpedaled on, on his comments, though? Oh, yeah. Well, they they, they had him on uh, Reblowski. Put him on... Had him in uh, Fox Sports. I'm going to have to and watch that. But Reblowski was representing, dude. He was saying, hey, this pissed me off, these comments. Is Man, it on... Do you have the link? Do you have the link, Hoy? No, sir. Um, All you have to no, do is just don't. go to YouTube and type Fantino Mexico. You'll watch the whole thing. So, Fantino in Mexico? Fan, yep. Fantino, like like Fanta. Yeah. Okay, Fantino. That's right. He's a he's a Fanta drinker. He's a Fantino. He's a he enjoys, <laughs> he enjoys Fanta. Enjoys Fanta. You know, oh, Fantino, Fantino. You you know the the funny thing is if he had a if he had an offer he would take it. <laughs> he's oh, but that's yeah. just. That's just his opinion, though. I mean, overall, there's there's a there's a you you see people talking shit, and it's usually they're in the U.S. But I I was over there, and, and there's like a healthy respect. It's yeah. it's difficult not to because uh, you have players that you liked, and then they they went over to Mexico, and we've had like just coaches. We've had all their best coaches. Bielsa was in Mexico. Menotti was in Mexico. Coco Basile. Um, you know, Pasarela, all, all national team coaches. Um, what happened? Oh, I mean, you're right because if you think about it, every all the all the teams that have, uh, with the exception of Vilardo uh, and Maradona, the last, the last, uh, you know, what in '98 it was Pasarela. Yeah. In 2002 it was uh, Bielsa. In 2006 it was. Beckerman um, and Heath coach in Mexico. Beckerman uh, uh, was there too. Beck, yeah, Pe- Beckerman. Who was it? The in youth. 2010, in 2010, it was Maradona, but, you know, obviously, no. Uh, <laughs> 2014, it was what, Tata? No, 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 who was it? Shit. No, but, but we've had a lot of their other coaches, coaches that won, like, Libertadores or... Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Or very like, good, like, like, Pumpido and Toledo and, and all these other guys. So, and, and I'll just... A lot of other players, like, uh, which is funny that he's kind of clowning because, like, not too long ago, uh, Boca still had Walter Herbiti. This was, like, in uh, 2013. I, I think they had uh, Walter Herbiti, who's, like, <laughs> he was already, like, in his 30s, like, mid, late 30s. He was in his late 50s when he last played. So, I mean, this, this is just talking smack. You know, it's, not but just, it's not just the coaches, Ronnie. I mean, think of how many players from Argentina play in, in Liga Mekis and how many, you know, how many other South American countries are, are well represented, and not just in the league, but how many of those players end up making, on, you know, making it on their national team, yeah. including Argentina, where they had what, two or three just in Copa America. No, and, and, well, and then, but the, the, guy that, the guy that I wouldn't mind going to Mexico, uh, Almiron. Uh, he, he, the one that got the one the uh, the championship last last season. I mean, he he you know he he played you know a couple years in, in, in Mexico. Um, I'll tell you the guy who I want. Uh, it would have never happened, but I mean, if if, if I had my, my <laughs> pick of, of Argentine coaches, would be the uh, the cat who coaches over at uh, at Tottenham. And I can't for the life of me remember his name. Uh, oh, uh, Pochettino, that guy. He's terrific. He's done a great job over there. You know, to get Why that team to play well. I mean, they're like the athletes of of, of uh, the Premier League. 
and they're in the what's Champions it, League this year. Wasn't he the guy, John, that uh, at at the 2000, what was it, 2006 World Cup, or was it 2002, uh, when Bielsa was coach, when they played England and they get the penalty kick? Uh, was he the one that... Uh, I, think, I think it was called on Pochettino, man. Wow. You're absolutely right. He uh, and it was uh, it was it was our buddy Pierluigi Golina who called the penalty. Did he sign a deal with the devil, John? Oh, so, oh, so you're saying it was? Uh, you're saying no, it was I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Oh, I don't think uh, it was a dubious call. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's no, there's but but it's just saying it's funny how things work out. He ended up playing in England and making a whole career over there. There was so, one uh, changing changing subjects. Uh, I know that uh, our our, uh, our correspondent uh, Pern is going to try to go watch the uh, Champions League this uh, this season. Who are the four teams? Who are the four teams from Mexico? It's, it's uh, what Pumas, um, Pumas, what, Tigres, Pachuca, and Monterrey. Okay, Monterrey. All right. So now and now. As far as the other teams that are playing internationally, it's going to be Chivas, right, for Libertadores? They have to qualify. Well, I, I thought the they rep- did. I didn't, didn't no, they did. The yeah, they qualified to the, to a playoff. Ah, okay, 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 okay. That's right, that's right. So who who are the other two teams? We don't know yet. It'll, it won't be decided until the, uh, until the end of the season. It'll usually be the highest-placed team who is not playing a tournament. Like, like you know what? Uh, I, I, if America I would much finishes ra- first, it would be America. I would, I would much rather have America qualify to the Libertadores than to win the championship, dude. I, I, I miss, I really miss America playing the Libertadores. I mean, there, there was like you know, for so like throughout the you know the two thousand, basically from ninety eight. You know what? They they played in ninety eight. They played in two thousand. They played in two thousand two. They played in two thousand four. I mean, and then like 2000, 2004 edition, that's when, you know, Cuauhtémoc <laughs> had a huge fight with Sao Caetano. Then in 2005, they played the Copa, they played Copa Sudamericana, and then they played it again in 2000, uh, 2005, 2007. Yeah, 2007. But there was like four or five years straight where they were either playing Sudamericana or they were playing Libertadores. Uh, I think in 2000, I think the last year that they played it was in 2008, and I think that's when they had the Maracanazo, uh, where the, the two, where they beat, uh, was the Flamengo 3 nothing at the Maracanazo. Did Esqueda have a hat trick? Well, yeah, I, no, I don't know. It, I think, uh, what's his name? Esqueda had a really good goal, and Cabañas had two good goals. So yeah, Cabañas, Cabañas, el, el panadero, el panadero, had a... El panadero. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I he's hope doing. I hope it happens because, I mean, just from watching Pumas in the last one, and, and the heartbreak of them not making the semis, speaking of Copa Sudamericana, one of the, I remember a uh, the <clears> final <throat> between Pumas and Boca Juniors, one of the coolest, you know, or cool, you know, uh, images that I remember was, uh, and I remember that the commentators from Frog Sports were like, you know, they couldn't believe it because 
they were showing, you know, Boca, Boca's players, you know, going to the stadium, and they were all very, you know, very serious and stuff like that. And then you had Marioni and you had all the players from Puma. They were basically just all jamming, like, the cumbias and stuff like that. And they were just in really high spirits. Uh, and, and, and I remember the, the, the announcers just couldn't believe it and just how calm and, you know, relaxed they were. And that was what is it, Miguel España was coaching because Lugo had been fired? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Miguel España. <clears throat> I mean, those, those to me, I, I really enjoyed those years of, of watching Mexican play international, uh, you know, club because, I mean, it was 90, it was 95, it was, no, 2005, Pumas went, Pumas went to the final, and then 2006, Pachuca uh, beat, beat Colo Colo, and then 2007, America lost to fucking Arsenal de Sarandí. Like, with, uh, with uh, Russo Brailovsky as coach, and I remember they asked him immediately yeah. after the game because it was some dubious referee decision, and he was he was very diplomatic, but I think that uh, he was not uh, he was oh. not happy. It was pretty. That, 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 that was song, that song by Grandona. Start drinking heavily. Speaking yeah. of dubious referees, dude, dude, I was so fucking mad, dude. I I was livid. <laughs> He's right. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I was, I was livid. So I mean, yeah. So I, I, I really miss America playing those type of tournaments. You know. You know what we need to do, Joel? We need to have a, you know, in addition to having the Chiva contra Chiva segment, we need to have a segment with with Ronnie and and Johnny Rico to see. Who got better oh. at which America loss, and who remembers more dubious? Not only who remembers more dubious refereeing decisions, but the name of the ref that committed them. And and oh. see how long. It <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good segment. And, and, yeah. yeah. Walk down America's road of infamy. Their path of destruction. You know, yes, we, yeah. have, we, have, we, have, we have more comments from our from our our. our oh, and time. and John, when you said condensed version, I was thinking thirty minutes. Oh, have we been like, on? We've been on for an hour and forty-five minutes. Well, two hours. Where <laughs> has it been well, two hours already? No, I've been like, that long because we started no, like around fifty. For us, it has, John. Oh, oh that's true. We we did get on a little. <laughs> That okay. is true. What what are the um comments, please? Well, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing who again has been has been with us this whole time. God bless him. Says that uh, that that Pep Guardiola started at, at Dorados, which is true. I think that he owes his entire career to uh, to playing in, in in Culiacán. You know, he, he wouldn't be the same coach without him. You know, with with the many influences he had with uh, Ricardo Lavolpe, of course, and uh, his. Uh, was it Leo? Is that his name? The the guy that was the coach there at Dorados at the time when he played. Juan Manuel Lilo. Yeah. And then he also says that we need to have a call number. I agree. We should have a call. Well, we do have a, a sort of a call number, but uh, but I'm glad to see that we have uh, we have folks that are listening to us tonight. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to lie. It's it's been a good show, but you know, a lot of it is because. Uh, you, you, you. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have to. 
we don't have to play policemen as often as uh, as as we normally do. No, I, I kid, I kid. I love I love Fernando. He's a, the senator is a great guy. He's uh, he came on and then I think Joel was 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 bashing Nigeta and obviously he got upset and left. We haven't we haven't seen or heard from him since. Hold on. Pernalgas got uh, got offended. Well, we can only make that assumption. We don't know what happened. You know, I, I mean, he has, you know, he's the kind of guy that can log on his phone. He can log on his tablet. He can log on his laptop, his desktop. He probably has like an old Apple IIe that he can, you know, you know, dial in modem to, uh, to, to 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 check in. You know, he's a big proponent of Chivas TV. He wants Chivas TV to be very successful, and you know, he's he's a new media guy. It's a, it's a new media world. I, I, it's the only way I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand Fernando's. Uh, I guess his uh, his need to defend Chivas, especially since he hates them, which is very interesting. I, I, it's funny because I remember back in the day, you know, on the forums, you know, when I was you know posting uh, the Chivas game <clears throat> scandals of Vergara and like the court, you know, I mean, it, it's no secret. I mean, it's it's public record. You know the the, the previous owner, the previous the previous owners of Chivas, the previous owners of Chivas. You know from the uh, from uh, you know what's the name Cardenas or I think that's the last guy the guy's name. They took Vergara to court three times and won three times. That's I mean you cannot dispute that. And uh, he thought that I was trolling. I'm like, what do you mean I'm trolling? I'm 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 providing a, a, a link. Poor Fernando was convinced that Chicharito, the only reason that he was getting any kind of publicity was because he was a Chivas player. <laughs> that, was, that was the only reason that, 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 that you, people... Do you, conf- you think he's colorblind? Like, you think he like he sees the stripes and he doesn't know if they're like white and blue or from Rayados or right you know, and white and red? It could be, <laughs> because those are the only striped teams left. Actually, Necaxa has stripes. Well, yeah, Necaxa. So he'll, he'll start rooting for Necaxa soon. <laughs> By the way, Pachuca, Pachuca has strengths, I, am, I, I am so disappointed that there's not one freaking lightning bolt on, on Nekaxa's uniforms. What the hell? That is that is you, that is like, like I, sacrilegious. You think uh, they'll stay? You think they'll stay around on, in the top flight? I hope so. Uh, I mean, even though they play in Aguascalientes, I do like it when the when the historical teams uh, are are in the league. Uh, they're Tony, well, yeah. one of the owners is, is Memo Cantu, so working with FMF, I'm sure he could pull some strings right there. Well, they're, they're, if, I'm, if I recall, it's also their centennial. I mean, they're 100 years. Uh, you know, it's, it's the 100-year celebration for another team. Right? Well, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Atlante, Necaxa, and America were around the same time. Um. Uh, so, I, I, and it, it's a shame that Atlante. He's. I think Atlante made a huge mistake. I mean, I I can understand why they relocated, but going to a, a resort town, I think, was a huge mistake. I mean, well, I I I agree and disagree. I think that it was a huge mistake to use a stadium that was in like the like the town town. If I were them, I would have said, "Yeah, we'll move to Cancun, but you guys got to put us, give us a stadium in the zona hotelera." Yeah. And I think it would have, it would have made a, it would have made a huge difference. I think they would have been able to charge more for tickets. They would have been a destination game for, like Tigres fans. You know, like you know the, the fans that have, you know, d- decent amounts of money that would definitely travel. 
They could have, yeah. uh, you know, hosted Club World Cup. I mean, who wants to go to play the Club World Cup in freaking Tokyo, where it's 10 uh-huh. degrees? You know, they could go to Cancun, where it's, you know, 82 degrees and bring the family and, you know, and the beach. I just, I just think that they, it was a huge missed opportunity for, for not just for Atlante, but for Liga MX to, to, uh, to kind of, they, they kind of messed up Cancun. I think they had a really good chance of really making that a, a good, a good location for them. Well, uh, speaking of, uh, I guess, other teams, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Tampico Madero, they're trying to get back into the first division. I think uh, they... Yeah, they're, they're, they they're first... in the second division. Uh, yeah. yeah. They had such they cool uniforms, man. Yeah. The Haiba Brava, man. They, they had some really cool uniforms back in the day. And uh, they had, you know, their, their uniforms were pretty cool. They had, so it was like this, like, aqua blue and, like, this like khaki type of color. Um, looked really, really, looked really, uh, really good. With a blue uh, crab. Yeah, the blue crab. That 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 logo, the crab, always for some reason to me looked. It, it was kind of like almost like the Pumas, you know, logo where it was kind of like, you know, the logo, you know, was it was kind of designed, but was like you know like like the Mexican you know type of art you know art you know features. Right. And I always just thought that they were just really, really cool. Now, Ronnie, when when you got crabs, did it remind you of Tampico Madero? <laughs> yes, it did, John. And, and don't talk about it. It was a very bad experience. All right. <laughs> really bad, really bad. No, talk about a marketing opportunity. They should use, what's the name of that shampoo? Like, hey, really, hey, really, hey, really hey, John, tell me. John, hey, John. Uh, Funny, funny little uh, story here. Back, this is uh, uh, back in uh, my undergrad years when I was in college. Uh, my girlfriend uh, worked at Joe's Crab Shack. Well, you know, I remember she went back, she went back to my apartment, and uh, she said, "Hey, you know, I, I got a job." I was like, "Oh, where?" And uh, she's like, "Oh, Joe's Crab Shack." And uh, one of my buddies was there and says, "Oh, what are you going to be doing? Breeding them?" And uh, we started cracking up. And she got. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, it's it's, it's right. funny. Uh, I don't want to go off topic, but I know that like that like they're almost extinct now because people just don't have uh, you know their 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 grooming habits have 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 almost uh, made them extinct, which I thought was interesting. All right, I gotta get going. All right, Ronnie. Thanks for joining us. I know you're busy with your uh, your work and your school, so we really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, yeah. Thank, Thank you. Later, Ronnie. All right, later, Joel. That was uh, Ronnie De Luna of uh, in Philadelphia, construction magnate, charger of guacamole and yes. his restaurants, aka El Mil Moles. That's right. He was always and, uh, a, a, a ardent and very very powerful. Member of the America. nation, he like I said, he and Johnny. I would love to see he and Johnny Rico duke it out. See who could remember more painful losses, where the refs job the team and remember and remember what ref did it. I bet you, bet you know, you know what it'd be like, Joel. Like you ever watched the people like when they go they go into penalties and they have to get to the goalies. Oh man! I think I think that in this case you'd have to get to the goalies twice before one finally succumbs. No, I, I, I think Ronnie's been watching a lot longer. 
It could be, he's, but I he's think he's got that, age on him. But uh, but, but Johnny's been watching more recently, and I think that he you know he pays attention. I think I think it evens out. That is yes, you're right. That that will. We'll have to, we'll have to invite invite uh, invite Johnny Rico to uh, to see if he'll accept the challenge. <laughs> have to do that. Joel, I think that this is a good place for us to uh, to go ahead and put the put the kibosh on this. I think it's been a. I've had a really good time. This is when I, you know, even though it was just you and me, no disrespect to the other guys because they're all fine gentlemen. <laughs> they're all fine gentlemen, but uh, you know this this might be our best show ever. No, I'm just kidding. I think it's a... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was a good show. It was uh, uh, a lot of a lot of very interesting topics. We had nice interaction from our folks. Uh, I appreciate uh, the folks that are watching and listening to us right now. Thank you very much. And uh, Joel, what uh, what are your big plans for the week? Are you going to catch the uh, the big I, Chivas uh, Monterrey game up in Estadio uh, Chivas? I do. I I think I will have a good chance of seeing it. Um, I'm gonna be off. I'm gonna be off Saturday. I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, Joel. I think the Chivas have. Uh, I think I think that if they can keep the. Uh, the off the field business were affecting them. I think Chivas has a has a really good chance of being a good team this year. I think that they can. I you know. I, I agree with you, Yon, But but I'm gonna go back to how Iguera, um, also wanting to play general manager. So I think uh, he's gonna interfere a bit. Uh, well, you know, like I said, I think that you know my big move for Chivas put Julit as a striker. Just do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he, honestly, he he can't be any worse than what they have right now. No, dude, I'll, I'll give you the big, uh, you know, clue in for why, like, as to why he's he's been uh, interfering. Uh, just the fact that that uh, Almeida did not want to took him so long to sign the contact extension. Extension. He was probably putting all type of clausulas in there. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the contract that you have with uh, in the gentleman's agreement. You, you had your lawyers, and your lawyers' lawyers look at it. And, uh, so I, I, you obviously speak from experience. No, but but I mean, this is the most money he's been making ever, and and uh, he's he's not getting he's not raining. There's not offers raining down on him, despite the rumors of the Argentine national team. Like I uh, said, he has a good so, agent. You know, anytime I mean, you hear a rumor like that, that's the agent calling. And he's like, hey man, you know, I'm, you know, you know. Hey, but if you're if you're record. if you're working in Mexico, if they're offering you a five year contract, given the track record of Mexico, <laughs> of, of the club owners, that's that's like winning the lottery because you might just end up working six months, and then you cash out and, and still or, get paid for five years. Right? And still yeah, get. But you want to yeah. yeah, no, I yes, agree. Yes, so. I would, John. I will go to the beach. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll buy Chivas TV even. Oh, yeah, you would. You would actually watch Chivas TV. <laughs> now, 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 you you're from Cali. You you know you have family in Jalisco. Yes. Is, uh, is it Puerto Vallarta? Is that your beach of choice, or do you like going up to Cadenas? Or I I never been, John. I'm, I'm admit, sure. I never been to the beach towns over there. When was the last time you stuck your toe in the ocean? Um. You 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 who lives like five miles from it. Like last year. Well, that's good. Last year, yeah. But it's cold. Well, the ocean is cold up there. It is. I mean, I'm used to the, it the is, nice warm tropics, you know, like Acapulco, where it's, you know, even in December, it's like 82 degrees. You know, it's it's very comfortable. But up there, it's like frigid. Yeah. You know, it, 
there would be significant shrinkage if you went swimming up there in the Pacific. Was, you know, even in Puerto Vallarta, it's cold because the, the current switches from warm to cold, like right around there. So it gets, John, it gets very chilly. I got an interesting story on that. And I don't know if you ever heard, heard about this, about like... La ma- la, la, no, no, story. Have you ever heard? Oh. <laughs> la, la magia de, del Mar de Plata. So, you know, because you got all these great footballers that come from like Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay. You know, they have right. the, they have the river, but they call it mar, you know. Have the river, right. the, the river plate. So, you know, I, I wanted to see if there truly was something in the water. But I, I couldn't go in, John. It's It's polluted. It's heavily polluted, man. Oh, so are you talking about like the one that's uh, that's across from like Buenos Aires and Montevideo? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. The mother. Yeah. That's a fortune. Well, you know what? See, that's why I grew up in Acapulco. So you know. Oh. You know, there's there ain't no such thing as polluted in my book. It's uh, you know, it's an ocean. You know, it it it, it handles itself very well. Well, Joel, so you're going to watch the game. Congratulations. Hope it all works out for you. I think the Chivas, yes. like I said, I think they have a real chance to do something special. Uh, but they got to make a certain move, like the biggest move to me. It's not Juan isn't on here to uh, argue with us. But if they move Julio to striker, I'm telling you, it's gonna, it, 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 would, it would change him. It would, cha- it would give them the, the right people on the field. It would make them a much more dynamic team, and I think it needs to happen. So next time you talk to, uh, to uh, Belado, I know that you have your little Twitter conversations. We just mentioned, hey man, we were thinking maybe maybe Juliet as your as your punta. Hey, I give team. I give Pelado credit. I attacked him pretty hard early on. He he never blocked me. Really? <laughs> yeah. So well, I should, just said a message. Hey man, you know, who, you know, put put the mullet as your uh, <laughs> as your punta. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that that's gonna be an interesting game. Um, it's gonna be you know. Monterrey coming off of the Pumas defeat, so and at home, and obviously the debut of Chivas TV for the season. So, who, be, who were the announcers? There will be plenty to talk about. The announcers were the announcers from the '80s. I don't know if you remember uh, Canal 58. I believe it was I believe it's a radio radio station. I don't know if you remember a few years back. Uh, number 58 was very popular in uh, Liga MX teams. It was right. from the radio station yeah. that... Borghetti was 58. Yeah, so was uh, Benjamin Galindo. So, so yeah, no, they got they got some some old announcers from way back when. Uh, but... but then, well, I hope it works out. Yeah, we'll have plenty to talk about. from, from Absolutely. Match. You're absolutely right. Uh, well, thank you, Juan, for joining us. I know that uh, this ended up being a little longer than what we were expecting. Yes, but, wait, uh, wait. We do appreciate everyone uh, joining and participating with us here on the, on the Dos Acero Football Podcast. Yamerito uh, production brought to you by Sonia. Please listen to us live Wednesday nights. And then again, you can uh, listen to the We have to work on that phone because that, that's a good idea. And it, I had pushed for that earlier for Collins. Well, yeah, we should, we should have a, a, a way to have. Well, you know, I can actually. Uh, you know, I, I think I can have people just call my number and I can probably hook it up through the mixer. But uh, that's something that uh, I'll have I'll have to work on. I'll have to consult with my with my technical advisor to see if it's possible. 
Chinkies. But, 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 I, but I think it can be done. I think it can be done. Who, who knows who would, uh, you know, who, who thinks that they have the chops to, to hang with us? We'll, we'll see. But anyway, Hoyle, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank, thanks, everybody. Thank you, John. It's been a great show. And uh, join us again next week on the Los Acero Football Podcast.